disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All right, get ready. Some of you missed that video last year. We did play that video every Sunday during Missions Month last year. Uh, I did preserve that for you this year, so you can thank me later. Uh, hey, uh, good morning. How are we doing? Are we doing okay? Good. Um, well, my name is Nate. I'm the senior minister here. Uh, if you're a guest with us, uh, I'm glad you're here. I'd love to meet you after the service. Put a name to a face. We have a gift for you as well. Um, Today is, uh, we have a lot of ground to cover actually today, um, and so it's going to be a little different of a uh, sermon, not a traditional sermon today, um, but nonetheless um, useful for all of us. Uh, I want to start off today by sharing a really cool story. So the chairs that we've had in our sanctuary, um, many of you know, are uh, about 35 years old, and um, <laughs> By God's grace, we're getting new chairs, and um, I know many of you are excited about that. Uh, you probably know I'm excited about that. For a long time, I don't know if you noticed, but for a long time in that hallway, since the freeze at least, we've had chairs stacked up in that hallway. Uh, a lot of them, about 80 or so, um, they're not there anymore. I don't know if you noticed that or not. And we had chairs in the balcony. Those are not there uh, either anymore. In fact, we were able to, I have some pictures here, we were able to donate some, these are some church leaders in a, a Hispanic church in Oak Cliff, which is in Dallas. They came and we got to donate um, 150 or so, 160 chairs to them, which is really cool, yeah. Um, can you go back to maybe the last slide? So again, these guys, uh, the man praying over me is a minister at this church in, um, in Oak Cliff, a Hispanic church. And I got to hear their stories, all three of these men, um, this one here that's closest uh, to in, on the screen, and then the one praying over me, they're brothers from Chicago. Both of them uh, struggle with drug and alcohol addiction, um, and they came to Christ. And in fact, this guy who's uh, closest to us from the screen, he came to Christ later. Um, his brother would, would share Jesus with him and, and pray for him, and, and um, he came to Christ later. And that uh, shorter guy there just graduated from a program that that church offers where people um, go through uh, a sobriety program that are struggling with drug and alcohol addiction. He's been sober for some time now, but he just graduated from a program. This Hispanic church has a nationwide kind of ministry that they're a part of, this ministry of churches, and they're sending him, that younger guy, to California for training and equipping uh, for ministry leadership. And so um, they got to share their story with me. I got to share uh, my story with them. And Gosh, I just, I was so encouraged in my spirit getting to talk with them. We, we not only get to, got to bless them with, with chairs that they needed, they just recently got their own building by uh, God's grace. They, they were able to get a building last year during COVID. The way that they were able to pay for it is just God's uh, involvement in that. Um, that's the only way that they were able to make that happen, but they were in need of chairs. And so we got to bless them with like 165 or so chairs. Um, and they came, and it started raining, and they were just working so hard um, getting all those chairs, but it was just such a blessing, and they prayed over me and, and our ministry here, um, prayed for you guys, and then uh, we got to pray, Sailor and I, for them and their ministry, and it was just really life-giving, um, but at the same time, at Hillcrest, we got to bless another church in Dallas, and so that's really cool, and I know some of y'all, you've, you've known and, and you've sat in these chairs for three decades, and and, um, but be glad that they're not being thrown away, but rather donated to another ministry, which is really amazing. And so that's really cool. And I just wanted to share that with you. Um, so I want to spend the first portion of our time together praying for Afghanistan. Now, unless you live under a rock, you know exactly what's happening in Afghanistan. My wife reminded me, and I do want to be mindful of the fact that uh, Haiti has, is, is struggling right now, too. The nation of Haiti, they had that earthquake. And we have 
I mean, the church is, is in Haiti, and, and um, Christians are very much opposed in Haiti. Uh, and so we want to keep them in our prayers as well, not forget about them. But I do want to spend a lot of time um, for all of us to pray for Afghanistan and the church in Afghanistan. So there is a woman, maybe you've heard of her, maybe you haven't, by the name of Jenny Allen. Now, there's a, a women's gathering, a women's conference that's called the IF Gathering. It's, very, uh, it's gone worldwide now um, because of the Internet. You can do that. And um, it's a very successful women's conference. It's called the IF Gathering. She started the IF Gathering. She has this friendship that has developed uh, over this past year with a name, a man whose, whose name is uh, under an alias. They call him Pastor X. We don't know his name. We don't know what he looks like. He is a church leader in, Afghan, uh, in Iran. So he, he leads uh, house churches in Iran. He also leads uh, different house churches and ministries and ministry leaders in the, the country of Afghanistan. And uh, I have some pictures here now. I want to just say this. Keep that there. And, and as I read, just go. I want to say viewer discretion advised uh, for what you're about to see. This is him texting Jenny Allen this past Monday as all of these things are uh, uh, unfolding in, in Afghanistan. He said, Jenny, as you know, we reach and raise up locals that carry the work in the countries we serve. Things drastically shifted uh, for our teams in Afghanistan overnight. Believers are scattered and literally running for the hills, hiding in the mountains and caves with just clothes on their back. Winter will be approaching and we are working on getting aid and relief to these teams ASAP. Taliban is taking girls 15 years and younger from families and raping them then trafficking them, also killing husbands with young wives and doing the same. Taliban has a list of Christians and churches. Believers are being hunted. Most of our leaders there are indigenous, so they are Afghan, which means they can't leave unless they flee as refugees. But unfortunately, the surrounding countries are closing the borders. We need to pray that God will meet them in the mountains, like Moses, who was hid in the cleft of the rock and saw God's glory. Pray that they will be hidden from the enemy and will encounter God's glory. I've often heard people say the church today needs to look like the early church. The early church is existing right now in the nation of Afghanistan and in in in, in countries like the, uh, Iran and all across the Middle East. That's the early church. They're being hunted right now, scattered. The early church scattered in Acts 8 after Stephen was martyred. The church in Afghanistan is right now scattered all across the nation and headed for the hills, fleeing for their lives and fleeing for their safety. Um, the fastest growing church in the world today is in Iran. Um, and then uh, people who do these numbers and figure this stuff out um, uh, say that the, the second fastest growing church in the world right now is in Afghanistan. And if you look uh, uh, through uh, the pages of church history, you'll see that the greater the persecution, uh, the more the church grows. And so um, don't feel sorry so much for the, the believers in Afghanistan because God is doing a work there, a supernatural, spirit-filled work, that he will grow his church. And so don't feel sorry for them. Pray for their courage and their boldness and their strength um, as they are in fear of their lives. Um, so the Taliban leaders, as, as that text message said, they have names. They literally have names of church leaders and house church locations. Okay, they, they have names of church leaders and locations of house churches, and they have hit lists. And, and they're, they're, they're doing just what the Apostle Paul did when he was referred to as Saul of Tarsus. They're doing exactly what he did, barging into people's homes, pulling them out, beating them, executing them, imprisoning them, and then doing things that we don't need to go any further uh, to mention to, to women. And that's what they're doing in Afghanistan to uh, churches. And so what the Taliban, what they're saying, what, they, what, what houses in Afghanistan need to do is they need to put an X on their doors. Um, and the X is so that they're letting the Taliban know that there are women in the house. So when they come and they bombard into these houses, if there's not an X on that door, they will execute everyone in the house. And so you might think, well, well obviously they would put an X on the door. Well, they might be a little hesitant to do that because the X shows them that there are women in that house and we're going to take them. They're going to they're take them. And so what's happening is the Taliban are taking every girl 15 years and younger as a prize or a reward. And any woman over the age of 25, they kill the husband, they do what they want with the women, and then they sell them into sex trafficking. Yet, Jesus, uh, Jesus says this, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you 
and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I don't know if those verses have meant anything to you in your life. We studied those verses last year. Those verses did not mean to me what last year what they mean to me now. And I certainly do not have firsthand experience. The, the Christians in Afghanistan, as you now know, if you didn't, they're, they're experiencing horrible, horrible suffering and persecution. And all the while, all the while, we're trying to figure out what paint we want on the walls and what designs we want on our chairs and what we want the kitchen to look like. And I'll be the first to say, I am so glad we're getting new chairs. And I love all of that's happening. But don't confuse that to be a blessing. The blessing is God himself. And Jesus is saying, even in the midst of persecution, they are blessed because the presence of the living God is with them. And I'm not saying that what we're doing is bad. It's not. This is, this is how it is for us. But what, what I'm trying to say is keep things into perspective. There are people, men and women and, and, and youth and children, just like people that make up this room, who have the Holy Spirit of God living in them. It's the same Holy Spirit living in you. And yet, their circumstances are far worse than ours. The point is, keep things in perspective. This is why Missions Month matters. Our God is a global God, and our church here at Hillcrest needs to be a global-minded church. And so I want to read some verses. What we're going to do now is we're going to pray for Afghanistan. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead us into prayer for the nation of Afghanistan, for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. You can agree with my prayers. You can pray uh, in your own heart. But what I want to do is read some verses that are very familiar to all of us, I think. And just like Matthew 5, these verses have not meant what they, what they do to me now. Of course, still not so much in firsthand experience. But considering all that's happening in Afghanistan to the church of Jesus Christ, Paul says this, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is, the con who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, and more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's pray for the church in Afghanistan. Our God and Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Father, please establish your kingdom in Afghanistan as it's established in heaven. I pray, Father, for our, our brothers and sisters there, our family, and Christ, who are literally fleeing to the mountains for their lives. Please, O oh God, give them peace in their hearts. Strengthen their bodies as they're hiding in the mountains. Protect and guard them from evil. Father, as they look up to the heavens, wondering if anyone is thinking of them, wondering if anyone is mindful of them, wondering if you are mindful of them, may they be reminded of Psalm 121, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I pray that they know as, as, as the world is watching and the global church of Jesus Christ is praying, even a small little church here in McKinney, Texas called Hillcrest is praying and pleading for your mercy on them. I pray, Father, that you would supply all their needs in Christ. I pray for the children, Lord, protect them and keep them and provide for them a way out of the hands of the Taliban. God, I pray that supernaturally you would pour out your Holy Spirit over the nation of Afghanistan. I pray, God, that you would cause dry bones to rise and an army of the Lord Jesus, the King of heaven and earth, to overshadow the church in Afghanistan. I pray, God, that you'd give strength to the weary and power to the weak. I pray, God, that you would open doors of opportunity for salvation to come to the Afghan people. 
I pray, God, that you would give boldness and courage to the church, that you would protect and deliver women from the hands of Taliban, that you would save the women from being kidnapped and tortured and harmed, sold into sex trafficking. Father, I pray that you would open up their eyes to see the glory of Christ and that you would save them. God, you're the creator of all of human life. There's not one person living on this earth that you did not knit in the womb, including every single member of the Taliban. You created every single one of them and you knit every single one of them in the womb. God, I pray that you would call them to repentance of their sins and to salvation and the only Son of God who can save them. I pray like Paul that thousands of Taliban would have a Damascus Road experience and that, Father, you would open their eyes to see their sin and that they would see the Lord Jesus as Savior and God and that you would open their hearts to receive your salvation. I pray that you would come, Lord Jesus, supernaturally in dreams and visions and through the cries of the martyrs who have stayed behind boldly proclaiming the gospel that saves. Jesus, you said yourself, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Let us as the church be steadfast in our prayers even for the Taliban and for their salvation. I pray, God, for the church in Afghanistan that their faith would rise up in the face of fear and that the glory of Jesus would be seen all over the nation of Afghanistan. God, show the people of Afghanistan your glory. Show them your power and show them Christ. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Amen. Amen. So today, again, as I said, is going to be a little different of a format of a sermon. Uh, what I'm going to do is we, we saw a video on uh, Stephen and Alyssa Walton from Ireland. So you got to, you got to see uh, an updated uh, ministry, ministry report from them. Um, next week, we have a missionary of ours that we support, Eric Davis, um, who's going to come and speak. Um, and then that leaves another four missionaries that we financially support here at Hillcrest. And we're going to show you all of those videos, all of those different videos of, of those missionaries that we support. And what we're going to do is after each video, we're going to have a time of prayer. So I'll either lead us in prayer. Glenn will come up and lead in prayer. Mark will come up and lead in prayer. And what we're going to do is after that time of prayer, so after the video and then after that time of prayer, we're going to leave about three minutes for just us to pray. You can pray out loud where you're sitting. You can pray in your own heart. You are even invited to come up here and pray. Just grab that microphone. Um, or don't grab the microphone. I think you'll, you'll be okay without it. But also in your bulletin, um, you received uh, a card that uh, says, Thinking of You. So I want to invite you, and I do encourage you to write on that card to one of these missionaries. Write a prayer. Write an encouraging thought. Um, write a scripture and write their name on it, and the idea is to send these cards to those missionaries at some point. Um, that way they know, hey, not only do we financially support you, we are thinking about you, we are praying for you, and, um, and, and, and so we want to support them in that way as well. So uh, I want to show this map really quick just to give you an idea, um, and you can see these stars, uh, hopefully. So we support six different missionaries right now financially. Three of them are located in the U.S., Expressions of Emmanuel here, who's local. They're members of our church. Um, Cooks and Hills, which is in uh, Oklahoma. And then next week, Eric Davis will be here, and they have a, uh, they're a part of a refugee ministry in Missouri, I believe it is. And then we have three international missionaries that we support. Um, you saw Stephen and Alyssa Walton from Ireland a couple uh, weeks ago. Um, and then you're going to see a new video today from uh, Jim and Naomi Kaut in Germany. You're also going to see another new video today from Emily, uh, formerly Emily Reed, now Emily House. She's been married recently, and they're in Turkey, her and her husband. So you're going to see all of those videos. Um, and another point I want to make, because some of you may not know this, many of you may, but 10% of every dollar that's given to the church, tithe, authoring, uh, offering, uh, contribution, all, so 10% of all of that is divided up and given to our missionaries. And so that's how we support them financially. If you didn't know, now you know that. And so um, without further ado, let's, let's just see our first video. We'll have a time of prayer, and we'll, we'll, we'll move on from there. We greet you all as our brothers and sisters in Christ from cooler and rainier tubing in Germany. We're always grateful for your faithful prayers and support for us. Thank the Lord we've stayed healthy thus far throughout the pandemic. We pray that we may again have our worship services without social distancing restrictions, without masks soon.
At the moment, though, we are much fewer in attendance for Sunday morning worship, only around 15 to 20 people. Before Corona, we had at least 35 to 45 attenders, sometimes more than 50. Still, we try to give our best and encourage the people to grow in faith. This summer, we have shared some fellowship after services with cold drinks, cake, and coffee while social distancing. Despite continued restrictions in this prolonged pandemic, the Lord keeps encouraging us in different ways. Though fewer attend Sunday in person, others worship regularly with us on YouTube. Not only residents of Tübingen, but also those in other cities in Germany, the U.S., and in Asian countries like Singapore, Korea, or even Japan. This remains a blessing to us. We're grateful for your prayers, for our worship services, and for our weekly Zoom Bible studies. Our experience has been that it's more difficult to welcome students into these groups because they're already tired from all their online classes at the university. Thankfully, we now have some non-Christians also attending on Sunday nights and some more mature Christians on Tuesdays and Fridays. It's great to have people from different countries with us, China, Indonesia, Japan, Germany, and the U.S. Kevin is a Chinese postdoc and a non-Christian who used to enjoy attending our Sunday night English class before Corona. Yet, due to some personal obligations and a poor Zoom connection, he was unable to attend our online class for almost a year. Several weeks ago, we were quite surprised and pleased to welcome him back to class again on Zoom. Please pray for Kevin to come to faith and for others to come and continue attending our weekly Zoom meetings. Last time, we reported that we had baptized two young men, Surya from Indonesia and Douglas from Korea in January, and we pray that they will grow in faith. Our prayer is that more will come to faith soon and will be baptized. We were saddened recently because we had to say goodbye to Douglas and his Korean family who moved to Italy for work. This picture we're showing you now was a group of the people who remained to see them off on their last Sunday. In spite of this, they really blessed us with a special donation for the church upon their departure, their relatively new piano as a great addition to our Sunday worship. This occurred only weeks after our piano tuner had suggested looking for a replacement for our old, worn-out piano, which had served our church for decades. So we had already begun looking for a new piano, but the Korean family didn't know anything about this. And then, a week later, they suddenly offered to donate their piano to us. It was truly amazing how the Lord really provided for our needs, just in time. Pictures you're now seeing are of the old, worn-out piano being transported away, and you see the new piano now in our building. A further new development has been that, thanks to lower COVID infection rates here, and after three consecutive semesters of Zoom meetings, we could restart in-person meetings again of our International Students Fellowship on Thursday evenings at a larger building space. Please pray for more and deeper contacts with international students during the university semester break now until mid-October when the fall and winter term begins. Finally, we've also been praying for you all and all the whole congregation there daily. Though we are far away and it's still not easy to fly to the U.S. at the moment, we're always connected by faith in Jesus Christ. For now, may the Lord bless you all this week, and we pray that we may be able to see you all again soon on Zoom. Thank you so much. And now we would like to say to all of you, Sayonara. Auf Wiedersehen and goodbye. To do that as well. And then after I feel like it's been about two or so minutes, we'll show the next video. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for Jim and Naomi. Father, I, I thank you for 
utilizing them all the way in Germany where not just are they in a far away place from here, um, but God, they are in a, a place, in a position to reach so many different countries. Um, and God, you are using them um, in such powerful ways. Father, just the learning of their uh, new languages and, and God, uh, the word that is planted in their hearts, Father, and that they're sharing your word. Um, God, I just pray uh, for, for their ministry. I pray that you would send more people to their church services, more people to learn English in their classes. Father, I pray for Kevin, um, who's a non-believer. Lord, we pray for his heart, that you'd soften his heart towards the gospel. Um, and God, I pray for Jim and Naomi as they have an opportunity to minister to him, Lord. Uh, uh, God, I pray that you would uh, save him and, um, Lord, use him mightily, maybe back in his home country in China. And so, uh, Father, we also pray for uh, the upcoming fall semester. Lord, give their ministry a, an opportunity to receive more students. Um, I pray that the COVID restrictions uh, would not hinder, but rather uh, they would find ways and opportunities in-person gatherings uh, to share the, the Word of God, to share the Gospel, to make disciples, uh, whether that's through classes, teaching English, or, or just Bible studies. Father, would you use those as opportunities to make disciples and to preach the Gospel? And um, God, we're so thankful. We praise you for uh, their new piano uh, Lord, we certainly have uh, prayers like that. Where we're praying for new things, and Father, you have answered prayers and given us things. And so, Lord, we know firsthand what that's like. And so, Father, we praise you for supplying them for their needs. And Lord, and I know that they'll, you'll, they'll utilize that piano for your glory. And, and so, God, we thank you that we get to partner with them. We thank you that we get to, to see how their ministry is going. We thank you that we get to pray for them. Um, and Lord, we're thankful that they're praying for us and that they're mindful and thinking of us as well. God, continue to bless their ministry. Um, continue to multiply their ministry and um, continue to, to send international students to their ministry um, in an effort to save, seek and save the lost. Father, we're so thankful. Um, we pray all these things and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm Heath Hostetler, the executive director of Cookson Hills. Cookson is on a thousand acres in northeast Oklahoma. We're east of Tulsa, about 45 minutes. We've got 12 residential houses. We have a dining hall, a brand new school facility as well. We accept children uh, from the ages of five to 17. Our school is from first grade to 12th grade. Cookson Hills is both a children's home and a school. We provide a home, school, and, and therapeutic services for children who are at risk. Every kid that comes to Cookson is placed in a home with a family. They've got a mom and a dad and the other brothers and sisters that are living with them, and this is going to be home base for them for their time here. The common element that all the kids have, though, is, is for the most part, their families have fallen apart, and so they're at risk, not just because they're rebellious kids, but because they've suffered traumatic experiences, their family doesn't have the, the family system isn't in a healthy place where they can actually help to raise the kids, so it's pretty difficult. My story has come full circle. I grew up here as a child and then came back to be the executive director. I came back because I wanted to give back, but I also came back because I understood the struggle that these kids are going to face. It is a very difficult road to have your family fall apart, really be facing life on your own as a teenager, and to make good decisions that are going to move you forward in life. My hope is that all the kids that live here would be productive human beings, but also that they'd know their Father in heaven. That's really difficult, though, when your Father on this earth is the one that let you down. We are basically stepping in where the family broke down. And, and as good as we might be at what we do, we are a very distant second to a family doing what God made a family to do. Our school is different because it's built specifically to work with children who've suffered traumatic experiences. So a lot of times that will manifest itself in bad grades or rebellion or all kinds of behavior. Our trauma-informed care model influences everything we do. Our class sizes are smaller, so kids get more one-on-one -on -one interaction. We truly focus on working with the whole student and not just what they need educationally, but what they need to help them succeed in all areas of their life as they grow. Plus, all of our classes are based on a Christian worldview, so we're able to express the hope that we have and try to give that hope to our students. The best part about what I do 
is getting to see families and students' lives take a different trajectory than what they're, the path they were on before. Watching and being present in all of those, the ups and the downs, is so incredible to see and to watch kids. that They're the first one that ever got their high school diploma in their family. I mean, the kids are by far the best part about being In the therapeutic portion of our ministry, what we'll do is um, each kid is assigned a counselor. They'll have weekly counseling sessions, but also um, if their family is willing, uh, we will provide an opportunity for them to be in counseling together as a family. So they're going to be working on a lot of their relational issues and the pain points as time goes by. The other thing that we do on the therapy front is that we have an equine program, um, and we involve, we incorporate horses into, the, into that therapeutic portion. Uh, we always say that horses don't lie. They very much read your behavior and respond. So if something's not right, you're going to know by the way the horse is, is interacting with you. And it just very naturally opens up all kinds of opportunities to talk through issues. The therapeutic uh, part of our ministry is important because, uh, because people who've suffered traumatic events in life need a place to process and to heal and kind of work through that and grow. It's just, it's very rewarding to see children who go from a place of being lost and nameless in life to begin to get clarity about what they want to do, who they are, um, and begin to connect the dots and make really good decisions for themselves. The, the challenge of our work is it's a long work. I mean, the real fruit of our work comes 10 and 20 years down the road. So that, we're a long work is what we like to say. You gotta be really patient and very consistent. When we care about orphans and widows, we're aligning ourselves with the priorities of God. I think that family is God's primary tool for accomplishing His purposes on this earth. When that family unit breaks down, it begins to just destroy everything. Everything falls apart. Our hope is to get families back together to move forward well. And if that's not going to happen, we're going to work with the kid. Sometimes they leave on good terms and sometimes it's not. But almost always, they're going to look back on their time at Cookson Hills. And here's what they're going to know. I was loved. I was cared for. Um, and these people respected me. Organizations are, are people that we saw and, and wanted to send money to, but these people and these organizations have a connection with, the, with our church here. This, they are like people that were uh, raised up, had a connection in this church and sent out into the world to let other people know about Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Jimmy Couch. Uh, his family uh, lived in Dallas. His father taught at DCC, and at one time, uh, his mother and father were youth sponsors at this church. And I remember when Jimmy and David were in junior high school down in East Christian, and uh, how they grew up there and uh, went to DCC and then went out into the world. And David was the minister of a sister church here in McKinney. For 20 years, and uh, he's still preaching uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, and then Cookson Hills, they have a connection to our church here. Two, two boys from my family uh, were sent to Cookson Hills so that uh, they could be raised up in the, in the nurture of Jesus Christ. I have a close connection to, to Cookson Hills. Uh, been there and been around the people there, know some of the people there, at least I used to, but uh, don't now. And uh, now, or back then when uh, two guys in my family uh, went there, the kids didn't have a school there on, on the campus. They went to a school in a nearby town and were, were bused there and bused back. But now, Cooks and Hills has really progressed. They really have a lot of more facility to, uh, to help these young people that are troubled. And so uh, there's a close connection. It, you know, it's like people in our church that we sent out to uh, take the, the Great Commission of going into all the world and preaching the gospel. Uh, and so we have a close connection with them. Uh, would you pray with me about Cooks and Hills? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful to you 
that there are people who are willing to go to an organization like Cooks and Hills and give their life to be house parents and to uh, have, they have kids of their own and then they, these other children come to be a part of their family and uh, they help to, to raise these uh, young men and women in uh, the knowledge and, and nurture of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And so we're so thankful that there are people who are willing to, to go out into the world and to try to help other people. We just pray that you would help us, Father, as a church, to help support these organizations and these people uh, who are willing to give their life in the service of Jesus Christ. We pray these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. Hi, Hillcrest. My name is Emily House. Uh, first of all, I want to say hi to my parents, Jane, Dinah. Hi. Love you guys. Miss y'all. Um, yeah, my name is Emily, and I'm calling here from Antalya, Turkey. Uh, and on behalf of my husband, Nathan, and I, we want to say thank you so much for your love and support to us and the work that we're doing here. Uh, continue your prayers for the church. Continue for your prayers for the church globally, uh, and especially in the Middle East. Um, and I've, I'm sure you've heard of Afghanistan. Um, it's a country a little bit over from us, but we are still being affected by it, and we are just praying that the Spirit continues to move there, um, despite everything that's going on. We know that the Spirit is working. We know the church is growing, even under persecution. So continue to be praying for them. But here in Antalya, it's a little bit of a different story. So we live in a town that's on the southern coast of the country. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. As you see, there might be some palm trees around here. Let's see if I can find some right there. Um, it's just a beautiful place to live, but of course there is its hurt. Um, it is a very predominantly Muslim uh, country, predominantly Muslim city, and uh, what we do here is work with the church and uh, especially with the youth and its younger members. So uh, some things that I do, I work with the youth, especially the girls, and we work with the, um, yeah, with the youth. Some of them have been there for way before we got here. Some of them are very new and asking lots of questions. And what we want to do is we want to disciple and help answer questions and help continue to guide people to Christ. Uh, another thing I'm involved in is with the women's ministry. And there's a lot of women in the church and they're all seeking, they're all wanting to know more. They're all wanting to have community. They love, they love, they love and thrive off of community with each other. And so many of them get together during the week uh, even during the summertime when we're not officially meeting, we like to meet together and uh, have tea together. Um, and that's something I want to share. I wanted to share testimony or multiple testimonies from the women's group. So this year we went through a series that talked about the hurts that we struggle with. And the hurts that keep us from really fully being able to devote ourselves to our brothers and sisters and fully be able to devote ourselves to Jesus. And so this year we went through a series of about like 20 lessons ranging from forgiveness to hatred to anger to joy and what all of that means and where they all come from and the things that we all hold on to really deep down in our hearts and sometimes we don't even know that they're there until over time. And so um, we saw just so much healing within ourselves and within so many of the women because a lot of these women in the church they they come from backgrounds that that were not supportive that may not even be supportive of them attending church right now um many many of them grew up with abuse in their childhood and that is a big statistic here and yet so many of them were able to just let go and give everything to God and to give forgiveness and to give freedom. And that was just so beautiful to see, just like chains breaking this year. Um, so we're just so thankful for that. Uh, Nathan, on the other hand, does a lot of work with English and there's a lot of people thirsting to practice their English and to learn English. And our church actually has a cafe in it. And so he actually works out of there a lot of the times and brings people into the cafe at the church and they start asking questions too. And so it's just a wonderful time to, to pour into people, to help them with their education, to help them with their uh, jobs even, and also be able to share with them like the love of God. Um, 
yeah this summer we've had some interns and I've just been pouring into them and it's been beautiful to see them uh, opening themselves up to Turkey and to the Turks here and especially the youth and like what does it mean to love your neighbor what does it mean to um, <laughs> to love each other when not much language is understood um, yeah but I just want to say that God is working here he's working here powerfully there are so many people seeking and especially the younger generation they're asking questions they're they're not convinced of what's around them they want the light they want the way they want the truth they want Jesus um, and some of them just don't know that's who they need um, so just as prayer points uh, please continue to pray for people that they would be questioning, questioning what they know, questioning what's around them, um, especially the youth. The youth need that, um, those prayers. Uh, prayers for me and Nathan as we are just finishing up this December our apprenticeship. So we, um, we decided that we would spend two years here for sure. And that comes to an end in December. And so actually this next month in September, we will be taking kind of a Sabbath trip and vision trip together away, stepping away to see, okay, what does God have for us here? We do plan on staying here, but in what capacity? What does that look like? Um, there are a lot of people who do go outside of the city and there are people who don't have other communities, other faith communities, and they have questions and they've never... Um, touched the book and yet they want to and so maybe that's a possibility for us to do more evangelistic work um, so continue to pray for that continue to pray for COVID numbers and the economy because our city thrives on tourism and um, yeah so we need people here but we also need health and safety of the people so please just continue to pray for us we love you guys uh, again on behalf of my husband, we say thank you, we say we love you, and we hope that you guys have a wonderful Sunday worshiping together, and just go out and just speak to anybody you can. It's, it's amazing thinking about what freedom there is whenever you can speak the same language, and that's what we're trying to get to. We're really trying to get our language to a point where we can speak freely and openly. Love you guys. Bye. I know for me, having seen Emily grow up in this church, and now married as an adult, living in another country, being a missionary. It just fills my heart with joy. Let's go to God and pray for Emily and Nathan and for the work that they're doing in Turkey. Father God, thank you so much for Emily and for Nathan, for their dedication to uh, serving you in Antalya, Turkey. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, continue to bless their ministry with Emily working with uh, the girls and the women and with Nathan uh, helping people learn English. And throughout this whole uh, time, Lord, they, they are sharing uh, the gospel with those around them. And as they go into a time of uh, discernment and, and looking to the future, looking to see how you will best use them in Turkey uh, coming uh, in 2022, I just pray that you would uh, give them a clear vision of how you can continue to... Um, Use them in their ministry, the people that they will uh, touch and that they will interact with. Lord, I pray for those uh, Christians in, in Turkey that you would strengthen their faith, for those non-Christians that you would uh, continue to challenge them with your spirit to uh, draw them into yourself, Lord, that they would come into a, a relationship with Jesus Christ as, as Lord and Savior of their lives. And we do pray, Lord, for the, the greater um, Middle East and the unrest, especially in uh, Afghanistan and Iran and uh, other countries, Lord, where, where Christians are uh, facing an uh, uncertain future. But, Lord, they do know that ultimately uh, the victory is yours and, and through Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Hillcrest Christian Church. We are expressions of Emmanuel. We do videos, outreaches, and writing projects to share Jesus with the deaf community all around the world. There's an estimated 250 million deaf people in the world, and only 1-2% to are Christians. So they are an unreached people group. 2020 and 2021 have provided a wonderful opportunity. Yes, we went through the pandemic and there's been challenges, but it put us here at home so we could fellowship and serve with you more often. It's been a joy to serve with you, serving with the children and also 
this last year, I was able to take an existing mission program that we had that would be used at Vacation Bible Schools and expand it to make it a whole Vacation Bible School program with not only Bible lessons, songs, memory verses, and crafts, along with a mission time. And it was so wonderful. We were able to use it right here at Hillcrest Christian Church this summer. It had been used by some of our other advisory council members in Missouri, but we got to finally use it right here in Texas. What a joy to serve with you. And it was so exciting. There was one deaf girl who came. Everything was in sign language. And the grandparents said, you know, our granddaughter went home and told her mother, thank you so much, Mama, for taking me to VBS so I could learn about Jesus. I learn, love to learn the Bible. So it's so exciting that not only were we able to reach out to our own children, this little deaf girl, and other children that had deaf family members. So I'm so thankful for that VBS program and that we're able to use it right here at the church. Uh, it's been great to also uh, take our mission offices and get them organized at the Mission House in Bonham and also take a lot of our props and DVDs and now our books and our costumes and put them at a church nearby our home at First Christian Church in Bonham. We're also able to make a new DVD this year, Where in the Shepherd's Arms is 16 Bible lessons in sign language with voice so that deaf people can learn about God's Word. Uh, not only were we able to do that, we were also able to be involved with a Vacation Bible School program with Compass Christian Church last year online, and then this year we were able to be involved with them in person where we were able to lead the drama team and also work with a small group and bring a lot of those props and costumes that we have and share them to be used at the Vacation Bible School program. Social media has also been a big push in the last couple of years as we've been reaching out to thousands of deaf people using all different social media mediums, sharing our Bible lessons and Christian songs. And it also was a thrill. I was asked to be the Bible teacher and worship leader for a deaf women's Bible study where there are 300 deaf women who meet together every Friday night for a Bible study. And I was able to share and they recorded it so some of the women who weren't able to be there that night are going to be able to, were able to watch it later. So it's so wonderful to do that. And we've also had the opportunity to work with a core group of people. Some people from our community in Fannin County and then several people from the church here. The Chans, the Hardaway Teenage Girls, and also the Williams family have been in our, our core group. And we've worked on learning sign language and also doing some simple interpreting. We're working on learning about deaf culture through movies and being involved in editing. Steve has taught a lot of them to do editing as well. So it's been such a joy to work with this group. This Fall, October 2nd, we have an opportunity to reach out to somewhere between four to 6,000 deaf people in the Dallas area to Deaf Nation. And also this fall, Steve is going to be going to Shreveport where we will be reaching out to deaf people in the deaf community there, as well as working on editing. And he'll be going to get pencil beam proton radiation therapy there for the months of, of uh, October, as well as September, October, and maybe the beginning of November. So pray for us in that, in our outreaches. And we want to show you about our books that God allowed us to write this year. I have this book, Letting the Cat Out of the Bag, Learning ABC Idioms with ASL. It has an, an idiom that's crazy and different, and it's great for both deaf and hearing people. We had one deaf woman who looked at this book and said, that's what that idiom means? And so the great thing is they learn about what the idiom means, and then there's a Bible verse that goes with every letter of the alphabet that has an idiom that goes along with it. So it's really exciting. And then also I wrote a second book, which is about idioms that are regarding numbers and colors. And this is the cover of that. And that book is being sent off. Pray for us as we're trying to finish the video that goes along with that. And then we have another idiom book about fruits and vegetables that's being planned. And we love the artwork of this one as well. And we're going to be trying to work on that and get that book out as well. Pray for God to help us do that. And it's so exciting. Debbie Chan has done the artwork for the cover of this book, which we'll be sharing about the life of our daughter, Cloudy, and her, her life of faith and family and love. Everything we do, we want it to focus on Jesus. And we're so thankful for you partnering with us. We ask you to take one of our prayer cards and pray for us if you don't have one. We're also going to have a 20-minute uh, music video that you can watch. Please look at it. It'll be on Facebook, and it was made for Hillcrest Christian Church. And also next Sunday, you can watch our promo about the book as the Williams are involved in that. Thank you so much. We love you. Please continue to pray, give, and serve. Let's share Jesus with everyone, including the deaf. Amen. Uh, worship team can go ahead and come up. 
one thing that Vonda wanted me to tell you was the woman that she just mentioned that did not know what an idiom was, a deaf woman, 91-year-old deaf woman who got to see what those idioms actually mean for the first time in her life, reading that book. So that's pretty cool. Um, there are some copies of the book out there if you want to take a look at it. Um, they do cost money. She wanted me to tell you that as well. <laughs> so if you're interested in buying one, you support their ministry, you can do that. Um, let's pray for EOE. Again, you can agree with me. You can pray silently in your own heart. After we pray, we'll stand and worship together. And then, uh, like I said, Mark will come up here and give uh, some final um, comments. Uh, God's doing a good work, church. God is doing a good work at Hillcrest. He's doing a good work in these ministries that we support, that we're a part of. Um, these people may be far away from us, but we are with them through faith in Christ. And God is doing a good work in Afghanistan. The Holy Spirit is leading the church worldwide. And God, um, like Mark said, I mean, Christ has won the victory. And the church will prevail because the church is led by the living God, Jesus. And so let's pray together. Father, I thank you so much for all of these missionaries. I thank you for expressions of Emmanuel, members of our church. Lord, I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful for their strength. Uh, amidst Steve fighting cancer for six years now, told that he had one year to live, now six years later, continuing to edit video after video after video, continuing to, to go to conferences and to set up BBSs and to work tirelessly uh, for you. Um, Lord, I'm so thankful for their strength, uh, just the power of, of, of your Holy Spirit in their lives. Father, I've just seen you work mightily through their ministry and through their lives, answering prayers, uh, just giving financial gifts to them, just that come out of nowhere, Lord. That's just a testimony of your handiwork in their lives. Father, I pray for Steve as he is getting MRIs right now. That's why he couldn't be here to share. Um, Lord, we pray that, uh, that there would be no cancer. God, we pray that the treatments would help and that they would kill the cancer in his body. Father, that they can continue to travel not only nationally but worldwide for the sake of your name to make Jesus known uh, to the deaf community. The deaf community is worldwide, some 250 plus million people, most of them unreached. They're not Christians. So, Father, I pray that you would continue to use Vonda and Steve and expressions of Emmanuel uh, for a global purpose and for a global cause to make Jesus known to that people group. Father, we're so thankful that we get to partner with them. We get to see their work, not only in our church, but in other states and in other places. Lord, we get to partner with them in the work that they're doing called by you and set apart to make Jesus known, not just to the hearing, but to the deaf. And Father, thank you that we get to be a part of that at, at Hillcrest. Father, we pray that you'd bless their ministry, continue to, to increase uh, their fruit as they work and serve you. We love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's stand and worship together.